Aeon. And I'm the Lioness. And you're listening to Box Number 512 Podcast. Grown Black Trans Woman Talk. Changing your world one conversation at a time. The show begins now. If you would like to see this episode along with other exclusive content, make sure you become a patron by going to our box number 512 podcast Patreon page where you can become a patron for as little as $5 a month. The link to the page is in the show notes for this show. So make sure you go on over there if you would like to see the episode in addition to listening to it. All right, y'all. Back to the show. Welcome to another installment of Box Number Five Soul Podcast. I am your co-host Aeon, and I'm the Lioness. Yes, honey, I got my my um, Palis fan, honey. Yes. Here to, to spread the fan on y'all hoes. Oh, honey, um, make me get my fan. I will promote. I'll go ahead. So I guess I will start with updates. So I, this past weekend, I went to Miami for the first time. It was my first time in Miami. And I had the first time ever in life? Yeah, it was my first time. Oh, wow. How was it? Um, it was fun. It was fun. It was really hot. But um, I really got to do all the things I wanted to do. I went to the beach on Saturday. And my whole thing was to kind of avoid the crowds. So I went to the beach, like, because I wanted to see, like, the sunrise on the water and just kind of be there where it wasn't crowded. And I got there. It wasn't, like, a whole bunch of crowds. And I went to get some breakfast. And then I had left, like, at noon or 1. And that's when people were starting to come back to town, come back to the beach. And then I had dinner at the Versace Mansion. That was a really nice experience. I treated myself out to a nice dinner. I always wanted to go there. And then I went to a, uh, the drag the drag brunch at Palace. That's where I got this lovely fan. Shout out to the girls at Palace. It was mainly girls of color working the show. Shout out to the girl. The only girl's name I can remember is Fantasia Royale Gaga. She was everything. Uh, I, I had a, I had a really good time in Miami. I tried to have some fun in Miami, but a lot of the niggas they, they were playing games or with I was DL and I can't show my pictures so y'all know I don't I don't have time for that so it was it was a lot of cute guys I was seeing on the ads but they didn't what they showed didn't necessarily match up to what they were talking so they had to get the chop and I had plans anyway but I was able to get my tan and have fun the only downside was they were talking about how a hurricane was supposed to come to Miami so I was just praying that I got out of town before the hurricane hit. And it was raining really bad when I was leaving to go to the airport was when did I leave? I left Monday when I went to the airport on Monday. Also, I got to see one of my good girlfriends from law school. Shout out to Cassie. She was also in Miami for the weekend. So it was really nice to see her and connect with her. I hadn't seen her. I hadn't seen her since she graduated. She graduated like she graduated a semester before me, so it was good to see her and connect with her. But I just, I really had a good time in Miami. I love the Latin feel of the city. It was nice to see so many 
sun-kissed people speaking a whole nother language and uh, generally happy and the vibes was good. I would definitely go back to Miami for a solo vacation or a vacation with my girlfriends. Also, shout out to Black women because there were so many groups of Black women down there. And one thing Black women know how to do is have a good time amongst each other. And it was so good to see them down there. It was also a whole bunch of trade down there. I avoided that. Anytime I saw large groups of trade, I was like, oh, that's my cue to go. Because most of them were just roaming up and down Ocean Drive. None of them were sitting at any restaurants ordering anything. They were just walking around lurking. And just hearing them talk, the, the the ignorant level of conversations, I'm like, oh, these are not definitely not my type of people that I would want to talk to or get to know. But other than that, I had a really good time. It was really beautiful. And it was a lot of cruise ships down there. So I'm thinking about going on a cruise for my birthday. Um, I think I want to go on a cruise. But I, I, had a, I had a beautiful time in Miami. But I'm happy to be back. I don't, I'm not taking any vacations in July. I am planning to go um, spend some time in Baltimore over one of the weekends, but I'm mainly wanting to be home-based in July because I got a lot of uh, work stuff going on at work events and a lot of local stuff going on in D.C. Now that D.C. is opening back up and people are being social again, I'm having a lot of professional events and legal events that are in person so now after being here a year I can finally get to network and meet people and get my face out there so I, I even though I won't be traveling I'm happy to be being more social here in the local DC scene with the other black attorneys or the, the black and LGBTQ attorneys so and but I am planning on traveling in August but that's all that's going on with me sis what are your updates for the week you're muted, sis. I'm so sorry, ladies and gents. Um, so, oh my gosh, so your weekend sounded amazing. Um, just you talking about Miami is causing all this nostalgia to come up for me. That was the spot for spring break when I was going to college. And I was a girl that made a point to always do the spring break, even if I was with queer folk or even if I was by myself or there was times where I have done the nude beach and we'll talk a little about trans nudity today, but it was important for me as a trans woman to have an experience at least once. So I went to Hanover or Hallover Beach, I believe it's Hallover Beach. And I did the nude thing and I did a skinny dip and I ran in the water and People and I, even though people were looking and people, some people stood up to look, I was just like, whatever. And it was just a wonderful moment. I was young and it was fun. And um, it was a moment. And I was like, it felt really refreshing as a trans woman to kind of be in that space. And um, we'll talk a little bit about trans nudity later. But yeah, so that was just, it just your memory triggered all of that. Um, so as far as my personal weekend, Things went very, very good. So this was the 4th of July weekend. So here in Atlanta, they have this new shopping center called New Black Wall Street. And it's going to be in September, they're opening a building that's actually gonna be, um, think a very, very large, all black kind of a swap meet type of environment. And so that's gonna be um, over by Stonecrest Mall here in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and, and so they've, they've taken and repurposed some um, of the buildings down that were 
the shopping plazas around the mall that did not do well during COVID. And they're now making that like a street, this new Black Wall Street. So it's kind of dope. But for the fourth, they had an open air street festival. And so the third and the fourth, they had a big stage, an event, just announced, I guess, to the world that the new Black Wall Street is the thing. And we were able to go out there. My next door neighbor was showcasing his barbecue. He has a catering business and he went and we, he, he catered some food um, with him and, you know, um, shout out to him for that. Um, um, but it was a good experience. I, it was good to see black people. It was good to know that they're in Atlanta because I've always said Atlanta should really be spearheading having cultural marketplaces that just provide for us because there's so many of us that have our own businesses here. And what would it look like if we could go someplace and keep our dollar in community? I know we've heard all of her, the cliche, um, you know, the statistics that people bandy at us that the black dollar doesn't circulate, that the Jewish dollar circulates so many times, the, the Asian dollar circulates so many times in their respective communities, but our dollars usually go, don't even go one time. We get our money and we immediately spend it outside of our community. So I'm glad that there's this new cultural framework existing. And it was amazing. I bought some hot sauce made by a black grandmother. Um, I bought, I mean, it's just, it was just a great cultural experience. It was really cool. So shout out to Atlanta and it's new Black Wall Street. For those of you who are, who are interested, they do have an online social media presence. And that's just where I'm gonna go from here on now. I'm gonna look to see what businesses they have and I'll be going out there. I think they're doing, they're gonna be doing something on the weekends until they actually open up in September, but I'm looking forward to it because this is gonna be dope. Um, as far as um, I got to spend some time, shout out to my sister-in-law. She took us to dinner this weekend. Um, um, we went to a Mexican restaurant. It was um, not too far from that actual area of Stonecrest. For those of you who don't know, you can kind of guess I live out somewhere, Lithonia area. Um, and it was, it was, it was, we had a good time. It was a good conversation. Um, She's a really entertaining lady. I enjoyed her. Um, I enjoyed her that night. So my weekend was pretty, pretty good. Now this morning, no, I did have, I will be transparent. I did have a miscommunication um, or a fight with a really good friend. Um, and it's a guy friend of mine. And, you know, it's really weird because I have to like, remember that in conversations with guys, not to to turn off some of what I know is my are my triggers, like because I'm aware that women are disagree, disagree. There's always a level of aggression that you just have to manage. And I know that the person that I was arguing with wasn't being aggressive towards me, but rather it's having frustration. And I realized that because I'm a person that goes out of my way to be supportive to people, that sometimes when I do address things because I'm always the motivator, the rah-rah, the call when you're down, the person you can confide in, particularly for my male friends, they they have an issue sometimes when I'm addressing um, something that bothers or bothers me. Because ultimately they're, the idea that I have my own thoughts and feelings don't occur, particularly to men sometimes, particularly cis-het men when they're engaging with women. So to my cis head men listeners out there, if you have if you have the privilege of having a woman as a friend, remember that she is not just I'm not your wife. I'm not here to 
be your 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 undying love and support. I'm a friend, and so then I can critique my friends because that's the kind of friendships that I have, and and I don't mean any harm by it. You know, a lot of times when women speak up for themselves, you're told, oh, well, you're being aggressive or passive aggressive. There's, and I'm me actually saying how I feel is not passive aggressive. That's actually very direct. And, um, but we had the miscommunication. And again, I do believe that a breakdown is not a breakup, that a breakdown can be a breakthrough because I hope that through this conversation, there's a greater understanding on at least my communication style and what I will tolerate and expect. So shout out to my friends who may be listening. Um, love you down. Um, other than that, I briefly spoke to my mother for the fourth. She was in good spirits. My dad was in good spirits. That's always a great thing. I got to talk to my brother. So, you know, I got to talk. I talked to the people that mattered and it was a good time. Um, so, yeah. Oh, now to this morning, I will say I was thrown off because um, the president of Haiti was assassinated yesterday, last night. And when I heard that this morning, I don't know why that jarred me. I kind of am a student of the world politics as well. And I know that there was going to be a handoff, I think next week for him to hand off power to another, um, to another president. Um, I know that there was some some of the population was upset with him, but apparently the people that attacked him included an American, well, someone that sounded like a Southern American. Uh, they were speaking French and Spanish. And there's evidence, you can see the video footage online of the people in the compound. And one of the men says DEA, this is the DEA. But I think that everyone's thinking that that guy was trying to accuse America, like he was planted to accuse, but he was a white man speaking with a Southern accent, a very pronounced Southern accent. And it just goes to show like, we don't know all that's going behind the scenes in politics, but as black people, we should be concerned, particularly about Haiti, who uh, until this moment has been the poorest nation in Western hemisphere, largely due to racism and debts that they owe for their freedom. And so I just don't want us to forget Haiti. Let's keep them in our prayers. They just did lose their um, president and this has put them into a little bit of turmoil. So that kind of jarred me this morning and I'm, I'm praying I have prayers for all of my Haitian brothers and sisters that may be listening and those that are on the island. Um, I know that Dominican Republic has cut all ties with them and that's a really big trade partner at this point. Um, even though, you know, the DR is notoriously racist towards Haiti. I, it's really a bad situation because I know that a lot of Haiti's um, GDP is through trading with the DR. And so just to know that they cut their borders, that puts them in a crisis. So prayers to people in Haiti right now. Yes. So let's do some housekeeping before we get into our topics for today. Oh, can I say one more thing? My son yeah. also came over and brought me my fan. So he manages Imani Van Zapp, an online social media personality that you guys should follow on TikTok, on um, Instagram, and also the the one of the space one of the faces of Chasing Reality. Um, she has this brand, and it's called Become. And you should see on TikTok, she has these cute little videos that go along with it. But shout out to Imani Van Zapp. Your um, your manager sent me the fan, and I thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, gotta do some housekeeping. So, we are in the month of July, and our book for our summer book club for the month of July is Wild Sea by 
Octavia E. Butler. Right now I'm on page 64. So that means I have to, a lot to finish reading before um, Saturday, before our book club um, talk back on Saturday. But um, make sure you have your books, make sure you're reading. It's very um, scientific -y. It's a lot of um, body hops, body hopping and transformation and um, sailing on the middle pass. It's a lot going on and I'm only on page 64. But um, make sure you guys are reading this book. We will be discussing this book this Saturday, July the 10th at 8 p.m. Eastern time. You will only be able to see it if you are a level three patron on our Patreon page for $10. So make sure you go over there. Also make sure that if you're watching that you're live tweeting the, the um, live discussion. If you have questions that you want us to, to ask, make sure you write a comment on our social media or send us an email. And we're just gonna have a discussion about this book and about how we feel and um, just certain things that have come up. So, and thank you all for um, supporting our book club. Um, we made our, our live discussion from last month with Revelations. We made that into an episode. So you're able to hear us, um, hear our thoughts and reactions to the book. And we are definitely gonna do that again for this month for um, Wild Seed. So definitely wanted to promote that. And then we are in a new the new month of July, so we have to give a shout out to our patrons for the month of July. Um, so shout out to Martina, Camille, Sade, Lee, and Tamara, Ashley, Quinn, Angelo, Alexandra, Mateo, Jada, Kita, Safari, Muteba, T with Queen and J, Marique, B. Lynn, All About D. Abby, Sean, Preston, Maddie, Oyen, Carrie, La, Devin, Kevin, and Reggie. Thank you guys for being our patrons for the month of July. We are so appreciative of the support that you um, show us from month to month. We appreciate all of the comments that you leave on the videos and um, just the different reactions that you have to things that we talk about. We read every comment, we respond to every comment. So um, thank you guys for watching us and financially supporting our, our program. We're growing, we're entering into new endeavors each and every week. So thank y'all just for supporting us and joining us on this ride. Yeah. And also before, before I get into, before I get into the episode for today, we're just gonna take some time to go back through some comments uh, to, or some reactions to our previous episodes. We already told y'all if you leave a comment on the Patreon or if you leave a comment on Instagram, we're going to read them and incorporate them into the show. So La Lafayette left a comment on our A History of Violence Part 1 episode. La Lafayette said, I'm here for, for staying militant and taking it whichever way it needs to go. I just had an experience in a grocery store where a cis man and a cis woman, both black, could not stop eyeing me down. They looked lost and I knew my way around that store, but they kept passing me by, they kept passing by me and staring me down. The last time was at the shelf, the self checkout and there they were looking and whispering. I went right up to them and asked them if they think they knew me. 
After I asked twice and got no response from either of them, I think they figured out what time it was. We got to stand up and protect ourselves. Thank you, Lyle, for that comment. Sis, do you have any reactions to that comment? I do. I do. I do. I'm quick to ask the motherfucker, do I know you? Do I know you? Because I seem to be seeing you so often. I feel like you think we know. Do I know you, bitch? Do I know you, bitch? Because I see you several times. And I'm the girl I point out. I saw you at the deli. I saw you on aisle six. I saw you on aisle four. Because I'll start looking at the wild and tracking it. And then when I finally address it, do I know you? Because you, it appears that you are following me around the store. And I think it may, maybe you think you know me. And I want to be clear. Do you know me? No, I don't know you. Okay, well then you, I, if I don't know, because I definitely don't know you. So can you stop? Okay, all right. And usually they're like, oh no, I wasn't following. Okay, you weren't following me. Cool, cool, cool. So I shouldn't see you anymore. Have a good day. Right. Bitch, I don't do that. You have to address it. Because ultimately, th th do it in a public place and address it in that way. Because you don't know if that nigga or that person or those people are going to follow you to your car. You don't know if you'll see them at a secondary location. You need to address it head on in public when you see it. Because the your 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 safety is actually in the witnesses. Because crazy never wants to witness. So I agree. I think that's a wonderful strategy. I think it was done appropriately. I'm not saying go up and fight, but I am saying when you walk up, have your hand on your bear mace. Okay. You right. Know? Because it's it's just like as I start to come more into public spaces, and you know, some people find tea, some people don't. Why is it just a big thing where like the cis head people gotta be like Oh, that's the man. You know that, Miss Thing. I'm just minding my business, going to get something to eat. Like why, why, like why do you have to bring attention to the fact that I'm a trans person, openly living my life? I'm out here amongst the people. Like why is that? Why does that have to be such a big spectacle? Spectacle for you. We'll get into that later. We'll get because there's a top one of a couple of our topics today are gonna apply to that, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah. Okay. Y'all got to stop. Y'all got to get out of our business and let us live. Right. Now, shout out to, what I'm sorry, the name. La Lafayette. La Lafayette. I'm not sure your pronouns. I'm not going to assume. Um, but um, La La, I, I appreciate you. And I, I, I'm very appreciative of your comment. Thank you for listening. Thank you for commenting. And you're right. We do have to stand up for ourselves. And we have to be comfortable making other motherfuckers uncomfortable. It just is going to be that way. And we'll talk more about that later, like I said. Go ahead, Brian. So I want to read another comment from our episode that we released last week, The Fantasy Fulfilled with Angela and Jaasia. Shout out to our sisters for coming on the platform. We really hope that y'all enjoyed that episode. So this is from Jada Amina. Um, Jada Amina said, this has me in my feelings down. So blessed by y'all's perspective, wisdom, and light. Y'all be ministering, woo. So thank you for commenting. Thank you for writing that. We hope that everybody that watched that video will be blessed by the, the wisdom of those two ladies on the line. They definitely dropped some gems. We definitely were able to create a space and create an energy and really do some deep introspective um, reflecting amongst black trans women, which is something that you really don't get to see often in the, the social media and the content creator space. So I'm glad that y'all got to see that and y'all got to y'all got to hear my sis minister and I shared the little clip of Jaasia saying, bitch, you can't clock me, bitch, because I was never hiding this thing. I'm not hiding. And when, and once you get to that point, everything starts to fall into place. 
Yes, yes, yes. So again, thank you guys for um, your comments. If you want your comments read on the show in the future, make sure if you are on our Patreon page that you're liking the video and that you're leaving comments. Also, make sure that you're engaging with us on social media. Please feel free to comment on anything that we promote on our social media pages. Also, if you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, please make sure that you are rating us five stars and that you're leaving reviews of our podcast. It helps other people to find our podcast. So now that we did that housekeeping, let's jump to the, oh, before we jump to the topics, free Britney, free Britney, but she's not going to be a topic today. But she needs to be free. The shit we that can, wait, 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 wait. See, now I'm a Britney fan, so we're going to have to take at least a minute. Just a minute just to talk about Brie Britney. So can I give a little synopsis? Of what's yeah. Going on? So just for you who, who have been under a rock or you may not be a Britney fan, Britney Spears, Britney Lynn Spears <laughs> has spoken out finally. So her conservatorship with her family has been something that in, in over the years has been hotly contested and spoken about in the media. It's something that um, her fans have been advocating for a long time. So the Free Britney movement was essentially members of her actual fan page, her, her former um, fan club president and a lot of the fan members actually created a Free Britney movement because they observed that, they, that behind the scenes, that the the signet the singer looked to be under duress. They were they were they were always investigating and getting former staff members to to come and speak as a part of the movement. They were always exposing failings of the conservatorship online over the years. So that momentum actually has played out now to where Britney has had her day in court finally after twelve years of this conservatorship to be able to share her point of view. Um, and she said some very damaging things. She talked about how she's she's um, they're they're trying to have the level of control where she doesn't even have control over whether or not she's on birth control. That all of her expenses, even down to whether or not she gets Starbucks coffee, have to be approved by her father. That she is told that she can't consent to being married or in any type of relationship. She can't ride along with her man. All of this, though, while everyone around her, including all of her lawyers, the security and all the people denying her access are paid for by her. And she's well enough to go on the road and work. And she's earned millions under this conservatorship working and slaving away on tours, working in Vegas, all of that. And the argument is, is how can she be? considered incompetent and the conservatorships are usually done for people that don't have the mental capacity to be able to consent for themselves. So this is, so how can someone that can't consent to themselves be able to run and sustain a show and, and do and, and maneuver and whatever. And the argument is, is that people though, for those of us that are neuroatypical, like me with my ADHD and my depression and all that I have going on and my anxiety, I am neuroatypical. For those of us that are neuroatypical, this is particularly pertinent to us because where do we draw the line at people considering 
Usain based on you not your brain not functioning the way they think it should. So Britney Spears clearly from her testimony is not someone that can't speak for herself. She's also not someone that can't make decisions from what from what the layman person sees. So basically she made a request that her conservatorship be ended that was denied by the judge, but only because she needs to file to end her conservatorship. And that's a different filing. So there's also a large debate online in the legal community on the on the lawyer that she had and their um, culpability for liability or whatever for not advising her that she could end it. Because one of the things that she shared was she's never been able to select her own attorney and the attorney that was selected for her was what um, was is someone that has not even shared with her after all of her years of complaint, has never once filed to end it for her. So what does this say about this attorney and where their, their, their allegiances lie? So it's pretty complicated. I know that the finance company that was partnering with her father um, to manage the money part has pulled away. So now it's just the father and that's recent. So there are a lot of different factors here. And I just wanted to take that moment because as a Britney fan and someone that has followed this closely and is following it closely, I wanted to, to say, I love you, Britney. And if you, if you ever see this, know that I, I understand what it's like for people to want to try to make you out to be crazy because you think and behave differently. And particularly as a, neuro, a neuroatypical trans person, I completely live in fear that someday somebody gonna try to commit my motherfucking ass bitch. So <laughs> on a personal level, I think we have to be careful because what's to stop people's families from putting people under a Britney certain what situation because they don't agree with the way you do choose to live or what you choose to do. I mean, this is really problematic and particularly because this is a million dollar business behind her and she's paying all of these people bills, including all of her families, according to her testimony. So there's so many levels to this. So thank you for bringing and free Britney into the spaces. Yeah, you know, Britney is my birthday twin. Our birthdays are on the same day. And um, yeah, it's yeah, it's just, it's unfortunate. And like I said, it, because we live in a, a time and a space where everything is so mental health and so many people are open with their struggles of um, mental illness and everything. And we've been vocal about our struggles with mental illness is just scary how you having like a bad period can be used against you for 12 years after the fact. <laughs> and really the, the intersections of this conservatorship and like reproductive justice and um, the inner, just the intersections of this and like your, like, like your right to do your, um, your fundamental right to marry. Like it's so, it's, this is such, it, this is so much bigger than Britney Spears herself. And it just really shows how people are not really doing what's in the best interest of Britney. They want to, they want to keep the money train going, even if it's at the expense of her demise, which is probably what they want. They probably want her to um, kill herself or do or harm herself because she's worth more to them um, not alive than, than her actually being a human and having agency over herself. So it's I, you know, I pray that she's able to because Mama, Mama says she wants to retire, and she should have the right to retire. She's and done. that's really what the debate is. So there's even an allegation. Um, there are even allegations that there was a time where she did refuse in a rehearsal to do some dance routines that they wanted her to do, and they put her in a in a in a facility, a $60,000 a month facility because she refused to do a dance move. 
like that level of control and they didn't like the way she responded to, to, to it. So then they said that was an episode and locked her back up. Like, and they've been putting her on strong medications, like allegedly like, like lithium and things that really, really incapacitate people that take them out of themselves. High power sedatives that literally can put you in canatonic states. So just to think that what has this woman done? And that's what they're the, the, the question, the legal questions as things come up, there are gonna be lawsuits they are going to be, look for that, look for lawsuits. I feel like look for- And there needs to be, girl, because we need to yeah. know. Because there needs to be a conversation on under what evidence did you have to keep 12 years under conservatorship to this woman that you obviously thought was well enough to work for 12 years. Like, that's crazy to me. Not, I'm I, either I'm incapacitated and I can't do things, or I, or, or, or I, I can't, it, it's, it's gotta be either or, either I can or I can't. So if I can contractually obligate to work at Vegas and y'all can slave me out every night, then I also am someone that can manage my own self and I can at least complete a, a, a task. And, and so then there's gonna be so many levels to this. So thank you for bringing this into the spaces because I feel like, like you said, all of the intersections involved make this a pertinent story to all people that care about, like you say, rights for all people, whether it's right. reproductive rights, rights disability rights, rights, constitutional yeah. rights, yeah, everything. So yeah. shout out to my Sagittarius sister. Someday, like Donnie Hathaway said, someday we'll all be free. And she's a strong bitch and she's been able to persevere this long under that conservatorship, girl, that, that shows somebody that has a strong will to get to the other side of this bitch. And once she's free and she'll be, and once she tells her story, not only will I be buying that book, that will be our book for the month for one of the months, bitch. Cause I want to know all the tea. Absolutely. All of it. Absolutely. That was kind of like Mariah Carey's book, which I think will be on one of our lists coming up. Um, yeah. That, oh, that's next month. Correct. Next month, just like Mariah Carey's book, it's like that. When as soon as it came out, I was like, "And I'm on it." You know what I'm saying? Because I need to know. So, um, and I've watched some documentaries on her, and I, I, you know, she's my like idol in a way. So, um, I can't wait till we do her. But yeah, girl, Britney's book will be some tea as well. So, let's get into the show. Sis, do you want to start us off? Sure. So we've been talking a lot about the trans women's right to exist. We've been talking a lot. You hinted in our bio that we would be having conversations. So I do want to give a trigger warning here, not to the cishets, but to my sisters. This conversation that we're going to have is going to be <coughs> um, regarding some very sensitive transphobia, just pure, pure, plant, plant, pure outright. And I found this this topic jarring um, and my husband shared it with me and I shared it with Brianna before this podcast and we wanted to talk about it today. Um, it is regarding a um, spa. Um, I won't say the name of the spa because I don't want the spa to get any potential backlash because this, our videos sometimes get used by the enemy. And I don't, and right now, I just don't think it's appropriate. But there is a spa, and I believe it's in New York City, where there is a, they had an incident involving these women that came to the front desk and they're screaming on an Asian American 
that is one of the workers of the spa. He appears to be queer from my gaydar. Just, just putting that into the space as well. And he is representing the business and their policy, which is we do not discriminate on anyone based on any characteristics. This person's ID said female, and they are allowed to be in public spaces. Now, before I get into the scenario, I wanted to give that backstory that these are women that have come to the front desk. This woman. This woman, one of them is a black woman who decides to go on camera to lodge her complaint to the world um, and, and record her encounter with the man. And she's saying very homophobic and transphobic things. She's conflating sex and gender. She's doing the full, that's a man, it's a man, it's a man. And now here's the scenario. Trans woman is, enters the spa. She appears to be doing what, uh, it's a wall women's spa. She's going, she's had the access. She's, she's secured her membership by submitting her ID and getting, uh, obviously her ID indicated that she was female. She's now given access to the spa. She's in the spa in the back, mining her bees knees. And she happens to be naked in the sauna. She is a pre-op trans woman. And these women are screaming to this man. There's a man in the back of his dick out and he got his dick on the bench and he style all in the thing and then and that's a man, and you're gonna allow a man in this space. And what about the kids that are allowed in this space, the daughters, the girls that are allowed in here, the underage women, you're gonna let him expose himself to us. And then the guy goes on to say, well, this person is trans and we don't discriminate on the basis of gender. We don't police that. He's basically saying what you should say in that situation as a business. However, the uniqueness of the situation is, is this is a pre-op trans woman. She was not covered, in, but it was an appropriate place. So it's not like this trans woman is walking around in the lobby doing this with her robe open. This is an upscale spa. You can see that it's upscale by the way it looks. This is an upscale spa and she clearly has done and paid her membership to be there. And she's in the back in the sauna area. And apparently, I don't know if she was just sitting open. They don't really necessarily, what she said, the, just sitting just sitting with it open. So she actually said, accuses the trans woman of just, just uncovered sitting there. And she's more upset that there's someone that's pre-op in there. And she talked about the experience of being a woman and how this is triggering to see a penis in a woman's face. And as a woman myself, there was a part of me that could relate to the jarring experience of seeing something, a penis, I did not expect in a woman's face. And I tried to try to, in my mind, put myself in the conversation, put in the space of a woman that maybe has been traumatized or triggered. But then what pulled me out of all of that is trans women are women and trans women exist. And after talking with Brianna, I was able to kind of even strengthen my analysis deeper on that. And I honestly do feel like the business did the right thing. And I think that trans women also need to be careful. And now this is where Brianna and I differ and she's gonna come in in a moment. But I wanted to put it out there for you guys, um, particularly those of you who are patrons that are listening, comment on this topic. What do you think as, a, as, as listeners about trans women in particularly in um, um, public spaces that are gendered, right? So the trans women that feel comfortable going in female spaces and they are particularly gyms where they are exposed and there's a chance that your penis could be exposed. 
I know that we live there and we exist. And I know for me, just hearing this woman scream and holler and yell, it triggered me deeply. I couldn't watch the whole video at first. I've been able to listen to it, the audio, but just watching it and the violence of the way she was talking, it was just too much for me. But she's screaming on the attendant, but I can only imagine. And to the attendant's, attendant's credit, he was like, I'm not even going to go back there and disturb her. And I live for that kind of energy. But girl, I just, this really fucked me up. And I wanted to get your thoughts because I know that you're going to have a strong opinion, sis. What are your thoughts? Um, I feel like the spy did the right thing. First of all, legally, New York has an anti-discrimination ordinance as well as New York State, which passed gender, I believe, last year. So clearly the spy was in the right to protect the, this trans woman's public accommodations. My whole perspective is since people are just gonna have to work through their internalized transphobia and get the fuck over it. I, as somebody who is not operative, I am a woman with a penis. If I'm going into a woman's space, first of all, first of all, bitch, I was, I was blessed to be born in the state of Maryland where I was able to change my identity documents without gender confirmation surgery. I only needed a letter from my endocrinologist and my um, psychiatrist um, that diagnosed me with gender identity disorder for me to change my gender marker from male to female. So well, legally- is what you're saying. Yeah, so legally I am a female and legally I can occupy whatever woman, um, woman space I want to whether I have a vagina or I have a penis. So, so this whole idea of, again, since people are just gonna have to get over that we're going to be in their spaces and and they might, you shouldn't assume that every woman that you're gonna be with has a fucking vagina. Like it's 2021 and this whole argument of, well, what about the kids? So it's okay for kids to inherently know that mommy has a vagina and daddy has a penis, but if you run into a trans person and they don't, they have they have um, a penis and breast or what or the inverse for trans masculine folks, it's wrong for them to know that. For me, it for, first first of all, it was the overreaction. It was the overreaction. Rihanna had seen the video, y'all. Rihanna, right? Had it was the overreaction to the presence of the trans. It's the same thing with these trans murders. It, it's the over. It's the overreaction to just the presence or the mere the mere reality that we are existing in your world, or is we're closely proximate to you. It's the overreaction that we we're just we just happen to be there, and also. It's 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 so it's purely cis sexism because it allows you to um, demonize and sensationalize and um, scandalize um, trans bodies that oh it's a woman with a penis oh this is salacious we can't no it's no it's it's normal it's regular just because I'm I'm a woman with a penis that doesn't that doesn't automatically make my body erotic or make my body sexual it just is what it is. So like cis people are going to, and if you have a problem with it, bitch, then you can go to the 50 other spots for women where I'm pretty sure it's ran by turfs and they don't let trans women in. But to me, the ovary, it, it was an overreaction and we're going to, we're going to exist and we're going to be in the world and parents need to get over, stop using this whole children thing. And guess what? You're going to have 
have conversations with your children earlier because the more that we're being visible, the more that we are putting ourselves out there and being in the world and stating exactly who you are, guess what? You can't protect your children from everything if I'm fucking visible and I'm living my life. So you need to deal with that. You need to deal with that internalized transphobia. And this reaction, it was dead wrong. And then you put it up on social media and I'm pretty sure it was people backing you, but what she didn't expect were the people that were in the thing saying, okay, it's a trans woman. It's a trans woman doing a penis. So what? That's what made her mad. That's what it, it wasn't that she was just, it was that she tried to do the white woman thing. Oh, this offends me. And you're mad that the system didn't support the status quo. That it was like, no, actually we're not going to leave. Again, this trans woman was not trying. It, it's this whole thing that if you had this whole, this um, fear, this phallus fear that if somebody has a penis I'm automatically thinking about raping you or molesting you and I'm a stalker and I, no bitch no, I'm not thinking about you I'm you not know, thinking about you so you, know what, you know what I find interesting, so I can so let me say this because you did bring up an interesting thing just now about the phallus and I feel like that's a place I want to start with my thought so when you mentioned that the the sphere of the phallus, I want to I want to acknowledge that that is a valid fear, because we do live in a world where the phallus, in many cases, has been used and and weaponized against us as women. Period, trans and cis. The phallus is something that has been used to deny trans women access, but it's also been used to rape trans women. It's also been something that has been used to create um, um, turmoil and trauma. And a lot of our institutions and our even our patriarchy are around defending this penis, this phallus. And I can understand, and, and this is, I can understand it being triggering to somebody to see a phallus in what you would traditionally associate with a female space. But that's where my empathy ends. I can understand why you will be triggered, but my empathy ends because then the next thing is, I see a penis. Now, is it is this attached to a man or a woman? And someone that has gone through the process of getting their gender marker changed and is paid membership into a female space, this is someone living under the identity of woman. We don't tell lesbians they can't go to women's spaces, though they like women. Those are the people that are in the bathroom that may find your penis, they may find your breasts attractive, that may find other women attractive, but we don't have a problem somehow in our society allowing lesbians in the bathroom. Why? Because we understand that lesbian women are women and women deserve access to women's spaces. So what the problem is, is that the, the fear of the phallus is then pushed onto us because you refuse to see us as women. See, the only reason why you would still be afraid of a trans woman who is pre-op is, is, is because deep down in your heart, you see us as men. And that's what that lady said on the video. That's, She's that's, that's a man. That's a man. I don't believe in transgender. That is, right. a, man. That is a man. And ultimately, it is no trans woman's responsibility. And it's not that organization's responsibility to educate anybody on other people. I am glad that their policy of non-discrimination complied with state and federal law. I mean, with, with local city and state, and state. Law, city and state. 
city and state, I said local and state, city and state law, and that they they did not discriminate against this woman. Now, I honestly believe, now this is me speaking to my other individual, that that was a very bold decision on behalf of that woman. And that is not something that I would personally do, but I do believe that we should live in a world where we normalize trans women being normal and just existing. So if I am, so I am a trans woman that engages in 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 in, 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 in women's spaces, and I have have I have a body that kind of is not it, it it blends in typically around women, and so no one's really looking to try to clock me, to be honest. You know, physically, I, I, you know, I have a body that is, is stereotypically female. So then people kind of just leave me alone. But I still have in the back of my mind, what if someone in this space is trying to clock me? And what if in their clocking me, this turns into the villages with the pitchforks? And that's what that scene indicated to me. And this played to a really, really deep, deep fear of mine that that could happen and how would I react if that happened and would it turn violent? Could it turn violent? How would I react to someone? To someone? Because I'm sure before they came out and stormed out to the front, they were in the back probably confronting her or making her feel uncomfortable. So it's no telling what she, the trans woman, had to endure in that moment as she was going for a relaxing experience in the spa. So I, 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 I there's a part of me the self-preservation, the part of me that wants to tell the girls to be careful out here, the same Samaya that will tell you to bring your bear, bear mace and protect yourself, is the same Samaya that's gonna say, be smart. Be smart about where you choose to expose your most vulnerable secret, your most vulnerable thing, because we still live in a world where there is an overreaction, where people are gonna overreact, where men can kill us, where women can shame us, where women can kill us, where women can put us in the environment where somebody could kill us. So now fast forward, after the initial confrontation, apparently there was a, a there was a skirmish outside because there was a protest the next, the following day where women were protesting the spa and some trans activists showed up and there were words, police got called, no one was injured, no real things happened. But the point there is, is what if it did? And what if, what if the, that woman did not just go to the front, but she hit and attacked that woman? And I just, and, and she's naked in this space. That is a real reality. And I, I just want to caution trans women that if you're going to expose that most vulnerable part of yourself in a world where it is dangerous, be prepared that you may have to defend yourself and be cognizant of what could happen. Is it worth it? Is my thought. And then, and then I know Brianna may have a different feeling. What are your thoughts, sis? No, I, I think I think people should be cautious and you should be aware. But for me, I'm not going to tell you not to do it because I have in that same type of body. I feel like we have every right to occupy whatever space we want to occupy. So definitely be cautious. Definitely be aware, but still do it, sis. Because it's at the end of the day, the needle has to be pressed, move forward. And you know, move like movement is not created from fear or um, caution. It's created from resistance and uh, pushing back against these systems. So if sister, if sister wants to be in a spot with her me out to make a statement and it's causing this ripple effect, so that I can feel a little bit more comfortable in my body and I can feel free in my body, then bitch, I'm all forward. Do do it because again, everybody is not post op. Everybody. 
um, does not want gender confirmation surgery. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and people, and we still want to be able to um, widen the why to continue to evolve what it means to be a woman. Just because I have a penis does not make me any less of a woman. It doesn't make me any more threatening. It doesn't, bitch. I'm not thinking about harassing and raping no dance, bitch. No, I mean, like I, I mean, got play devil's advocate for a minute, sis. For yourself, if you're being real, because now there are people that say, "Okay, you saying that politically," but let's keep it real. Is Aon that girl? Are you that girl that would that could that could see yourself? Let's say you buy your house and you live in the burbs and the closest, and it's a nice little spa next to you. Because it wasn't really a gym, I believe it was like where you would go for spa treatments and they had like facilities. So. Uh, uh, you go to your nice little spa around the corner from your and you choose this spa because it's around the corner from your house. You weren't looking for a women's space, but this happens to be a women's spa and it's the closest one and you live and you get your membership and you see that they have a policy that includes you and you, you think it could be a safe space, but you know cis women go there. Do you think you could be the girl that would just unveil if you felt like you could be supported by management? Um... I will. I would have to work up the courage to get to that point to be that girl. Um, but because ultimately, I I do want to be in a world where I can just be um, free to be me. But I'm very <laughs> hyper. Yeah, I'm very hyper aware. I'm very cognizant. But I want to get to a day where I can go to the new beach and be fully nude with my meat out and my titties out and just. Let the sun hit everywhere because all over beach in Miami. No, I don't recommend no place else. That's the gay beach. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because bitch, this is the body that I'm going to have, and I and I want to be free in my body. I want to be comfortable in my body. And I, like I said, we gotta push the the needle forward because these bodies exist. And like, so since folks just gotta fucking deal with it. They gotta deal with it. Like, yes, I tuck, so you know I can pass and. I can, you know, when I'm wearing a bikini and stuff, you can't see my meat like that. But at some point, girl, we gotta untuck. At some point, I'm a, I gotta be untuck. Like, how am I gonna untuck and accept myself? And then, like, how do we get there? Like, how do we get there, girl? How do we get there? And I think that's where I think we can leave it off on that question of how do we get there? Because I don't believe that we are there to be from my from my, from my point of view. And I do think that it's a choice that you need to make, but you gotta make a real choice because that is an outing that you can't come back from. And we know that we live in a Bitch, world- Bitch, how do I get to the point where I can take the T-string off? I want to take the T-string off, Miss Day. I, I don't, I don't and still, And still have all the, in your phrase, the rights and privileges to ascertain, not as a female, as a woman. With, right. no, with no prefixes, no signifiers, as a woman, bitch. Girl, that is the world that we are striving towards. I just don't think we're there. And I just want to caution my sisters to be careful where you pull your meat out, girl. Because that is a reveal that, that you can't come back from. Let's not act like this information isn't something that is shared. So it's one thing for somebody to suspect that you're a trans person. It's another, and, and, and accuse you in a transphobic way of not having the features. It's another when they know whether or not you're cut and uncut. It's, a, it's, the, it's another whole nother thing when they can say whether or not you're not, it's big or not. But it's a, diff, it's a thing. That is a different level of reveal. And I don't want to delude the girls into believing that that's going to be received well in most of middle America. Like, it is a, that, that is a statement. And shout out to the woman that can make that statement. And like you said to me before the call, there are women that need to make that statement. Okay? Somebody got to make it. 
And for those of you who feel like you got the cojones, ha ha ha, LOL, you know, um, gallo humor, but for those of you who have that and you can do it, go at it, mama. That ain't nobody ministry. I recommend people being safe because I do believe we live in a world where motherfuckers will shoot you dead. And I don't even want to imagine the stand your ground complaint from the woman that said, and then he pulled his meat out on me in the, in the spot. And I felt like I had to stand my ground because I was raped before and I have a history of domestic violence and he triggered me and it was a thing. Like I, I, I'm afraid of that moment. And I don't think that we are in a place where you can do that safely. But if you, but like this spa, I will give the name of the spa, but again, I don't want to armor it. Should I give the name of the spa? Yeah, girl, because it's going to be the in the show the notes. We, we want our girls to go. So if yeah, girl, because if it's affirming, girl, I would want to go to the spa, girl, if I can have my meat. I can, if I can pop the T-string off and have, you know, and be breast, you know, busty and breast out and, you know, moisture. Like, girl, I want to, like, I want to know about faces. Like, I want to get waxed, you know, as a girl at a, like, we, I, I think it's good to to know about these faces, girl. And seeing art, like I should be able to share a picture on Instagram of a like an art. Well, the rendition. name of the spa is We Spa. Um, you have to look, Google it online. You can actually look up the story. Um, it's on YouTube. The time, the busted Bernie. Now this is the the website that has been sharing it. it seems to be a, a right wing website. And of course, they targeted black people with the way they're sharing it. But it's viral online, so I'm not I mean, I'm not advocating for it. If you want to go find the article, it's "Woman Goes Ballistic at Spa." This is the topic on it. You can find it online. Just Google that. And oh, the spa! Oh, this spa is in LA. Oh, Los Angeles. Well, well, think, I'm pretty sure. LA no, no, no. And, Los Angeles County also had the the protection or whatever. Right. So. I'm pretty sure LA and um and the state of California has some type of protection. Yeah, sorry guys, we got that correction. It's not New York, it is LA, but it's still a state that has protections and they were following the law and that's what the attendant was saying. So for those of you who do want to find that video, you can find it, I'm not sharing it here because I don't want to give them right-wingers know them my love and support. And um, for those of you who want to comment on this story, we definitely want to hear what you say, what you think on this one because this one is, is a complicated situation. When can we take it off if we can take it off? Are we there yet? Is my point. So, whatever y'all. Girl, that's what I'm titling the episode. When can we take off the T-string bitch? When can we take it off? (laughs) When can we take it off? Like, when can I share the art, uh, artist rendition? Like, when does you know how when you share like the the statue with the man with his scrotum and all of that like why is that considered a work of art but if I share a painting of a trans woman with breasts and her meat or that picture of Carmen Carrera where she was like the the birth of Venus and she had her meat meat out why is that suddenly banned because it violates norm nudity norms and all of that like that's the type of shit we have to and. That comes from us not having power over our narrative. And for cis people and Jerry Springer and all of that shit kind of um, um, scandalizing like the, the, the non-op and the pre-op trans body, like scandalizing it, fetishizing it. Like, girl, we had, no, no. The gotcha, the trans Right, it wasn't like she was new on the that- motherfucking street corner or in the lobby of the spa, bitch. Like, come on, y'all. The, and also, you know, shout out to uh, Netflix for their documentary Disclosure. 
I think that's something worth going back to watch as well because it breaks down how there are tropes in media that have created this obsession and this paranoia with women with penises sneaking in places and how it's interesting because even in even in movies where they show characters that are are gen gender bending or cross dressing, they have these moments where they'll have these characters leering at women and get trying to hide erections in the in the in the in the, in the locker room, and they're parroting and making fun of the trans experience, not really realizing that that can have real long term. Well, no, they actually know that it is affecting a community at large, and they interview Candace Kane and other actresses. And it was a really, really good documentary that talked about how the media plays into some of this fear. And we did an episode on it. was based in fear and a fear that has been all, often propagated and shared in the media. So just, you know, go shout out to Disclosure for that documentary. And if you want to look it up online, you can find it online. I'm not going to go into it, but... It, and we did a whole episode dedicated to the documentary last summer, so... We did. So check that out as well. Check that out as well. Um, I want you want to go next, Brianna, or did you want me to go into T.S. Madison? Go into T.S. Madison, sis, because it's relevant. It's relevant. It is relevant. So, give me one second. Um, I'm gonna go to her page because this has been a very trending. T.S. Madison has gone viral again, and this and this time it is for her tweet. Um, um, take your time, sis. Take your time. I'm going to take my time. In the meantime, if you're watching this on Patreon, you can see me pay with, um, play with my um, Palace fan, honey. And you see me with my mouth half open because when I take my mouth is open, I just don't know what that's about. But yes, honey. So y'all see me with my mouth half open, mouth breathing as I look through, look for um, this topic, topic thing. I'm coming up on it. I'm on the page because it went viral and she is. I'm going to read the original one and then I'm going to go to. She's done lives about it. That's funny. How I, you can tell I'm busy because I don't know. I This should be passing me the fuck by. You be, you be having to throw me in on all of this stuff. I well, I, I, you know, I, I was preparing for the episodes, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get a little, trying to um, make sure that we're covering the things that people, because I find myself after the episode getting calls from people, well, I, wanna, I was thinking y'all was going to talk about this. And I thought y'all was going to talk about that. So now I'm trying to be a little more intentional on making sure that I am doing my research. So here we are with the tweet. So T.S. Madison, a popular trans personality, um, also known as the big dick bitch in her former porn life. She's trying to move away from that, but she still, she still sells merchandise. Um, I'm not merchandise. She still has videos online that she, um, you know, keeps on the internet. So sis, I'm going to let you get your life because I actually live for your porn as well. So um, shout out to big dick bitch and the T.S. Madison. She has a show on WeTV, a pilot that she was working with. I don't know where the status of that is, but I know that I'm very proud of her. And um, she's someone that is controversial. I don't always agree with anything, everything that she says. I agree with a lot of what she says because she speaks from this very common, every trans, every woman's point of view who just happens to be trans. And she has a, a fun, I'm a, I'm a sound soft girl. She's from Miami. And we, I, she has this kind of fun colloquial style to the way she did. She discusses things and topics. And I just think she's dope. So I want to put that out there first. 
Um, I am not biased. I do love, we are a black grown trans woman talk and I support T.S. Madison. I'm not unbiased, I should say. I am very biased in this moment. I shout out to her. Um, the real T.S. Madison at T.S. Madison ATL texted a female, a tweet, excuse me, a female knows how good dick is. Once a man finds out how good dick is, you'll never be able to keep them from it. So this go went viral and it's been thousands and thousands of share and there are over 2,000 comments on it and there are over 6,000 emoji responses. And this is over, this is just on Facebook. It's been shared so many times on other platforms. I've even seen other commentaries. There's been YouTubers going in. Her fans base, by the way, is primarily black, I mean, black women, I would say. Um, black, black women and gay men and black trans women. But I would say a large part of her- and, and Black cis women. Black cis women is her real fan base. So they usually eat up what she says because a lot of what T.S. Madison usually says is, uh, and, and she's known to say controversial shit like this. And we, we've talked about this before because she was our very first episode when we talked about how fickle her fan base is and how when she says something that cis woman sees as an attack, they turn on her with the quickness. Come back, Esther. I'm sorry. I and they've come on her with the quickness. And I love that you interviewed Because it was the fish, last year it was the fish thing. It was the fish thing. So here we go. So I'm going to just read a couple comments. Um, there is a commenter that says, we need to stop being against each other. I see us straight women always show love to the gay community, but these gay men are starting to make it a competition. I don't want a gay or gay DL man, bitch. I don't want a gay or DL man and the gay shouldn't want a straight man. I love, I, it's all love. Why does one have to be better than the other? And then um, there's a response. I hate to correct you, but there are men, even straight men that are heteroflexible. It's about a climate. It's about a climax and engage in play, which doesn't mean they're sexually attracted to the person. That is like a lesbian who likes to get penetrated and does not want the thought of a man penetrating her. People can like penises, and, and that does not necessarily mean that they are gay. Yeah. And also, I think they were, when she was referencing good dick, so there were, there were some follow-up tweets from Maddie. She's responding to people, but I'm not going to get into her responses. I'm going to get into her actual follow-up tweets. So she followed, wait, wait, wait. That was about good dick. Y'all made this a competition. Bish, I even lost a man to good dick. Baby, the security levels are showing. And she was trying to really talk about how cis women inherently seem to be, now that we have exposure and that they understand that men like us, there's an inherent um, fear that, that we're in competition with their pussy. And when they get upset, the first thing that they do is show showcase their pussy and what she was trying to say is either it can't be both sis because she says this in one of the comments it can't be both either we trying to be you and we be jealous of your pussy or we over here minding our business and you mad that our niggas are into our dick but you can't say we, we trying to be you and right. we over here when we say we, we want to be who we are now you read us by saying, because and nothing that they said was saying anything comparing a penis or per any individual with a penis to a woman with a vagina. What it said was is when when any person finds good dick, they you nothing will keep them from it. And 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 she was commenting and she was saying that women are showing that they're insecure right now because they feel like there's a they're having to give up some of their privilege. That's what it is. 
because and then they're going in so then there's this debate online about what is a straight man what is a woman and some of even some of the trans women are getting on the side of the turf and they're like well that's the yeah dick these niggas that yeah we don't even like when they like dick either we're we, they there's a lot of men that love to us with penises and they say they want women with penises and we have a problem with that too so of course the dysphoric post-ops and some of the women that have the dysphoria are using this as a moment to voice their triggers which is valid but here at box number five to a podcast we advocate for everybody minding their motherfucking business and I just don't get why she can't advocate for her body or for people with penises without it being a competition. I, I, I just don't. She said she said what she said, and it's not untrue. And I think that that's the reality that the world needs to face. And then the idea that these women automatically make it. Well, why don't you want to like I, you'll never be me. I got a pussy and you ain't no competition. Any nigga that'll want you is gay. However you want to name it, sis, nothing about her statement changed. That's how I feel. What are your right. thoughts? Right. Right. It's, uh, girl, it, girl, it's just so exhausting, girl. I feel like... So for those of you who can't see at home, Brianna was laid back like, bitch, I ain't It's home. just ex- it's exa- it's exhausting. Well, when we know... I say T.S. Madison's fan base is cis woman, but it's a particular certain type of Black cis woman that that she and it's the type that's like, well, I like you because you know what you is and you funny and God, but you know you bad and you got bad body, but my man would never fuck around with you and God, and it's just like it's so tired. It's just like y'all like at this point y'all want to remain ignorant. Y'all want to remain ignorant, like like you said. Nobody is in competition. Like, bitch, I can't be in competition with you if I'm if we are both having the same ex- access to the same trash, whack ass niggas. Like that. Like, and, and like, what is the prize, bitch? They murdering y'all. They murdering us. They giving you diseases. They giving us diseases. They stealing from us. They, they like, like. Come on, come on, cis women. Come on, post op trans women that's um trying to crop up white supremacy. Like, come on. So we are right now, um, you and I are recording during this time, but she just posted this three hours ago, and I feel like it's relevant. And this is from T.S. Madison herself. So, like I said yesterday, my video and status triggered many females from all over the place, and lots of the transphobia jumped out. My post it is not disrespectful to any women. I never called any women out of their name. I didn't use fish. Hell, I didn't even use the scientific word sis. But, but they always, was complaining about last year. But it's always the you a man. I got a real puss. I can have babies you can't. Attempt at insulting me, etc. when the post had nothing to do with that, with any of that. I am very disappointed in Zane, because Zane, the author, got involved, whom I thought had more knowledge uh, for more up-to-date knowledge on things in the area of gender identity, but okay. Anyway, tonight, join me on my Facebook Live audio room, which is on right now, with as Laverne Cox and I unpack transphobia in the world and just have an open, respectful dialogue about this particular topic and how we can exist. Thank you so much to my women fans that love me. That love me. And this is, we're um, Tuesday, July 7th, Wednesday, July 7th, and I guess um, the, 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 it's going on now, but 
I love that she's taking this and making this a moment where she can have a shout out to her and Laverne, bitch. Shout out to her and Laverne for jumping on this moment. Shout out to us for being on the moment and talking about it. (laughs) Because I'm glad that we're like on top of this one. And I think this is a deeper conversation because again, she even pointed out herself, y'all live for me. But then as soon as I post something up, pretty much saying what we were just saying, as soon as I put something up promoting myself or anything about me, you get transphobic. And I didn't even know that Zane, the author got involved because she actually tagged this person. Um, yeah, the author, and oh, oh, and oh, oh, she has, she's got passive aggressive posts up on her page. I'm not even getting into it. I won't give her life, but yeah, so there was a back and forth between her and Zane, the author, and this is someone that has really, really benefited off of the LGBT really supporting her ass. Bitch, has, has she written about black lesbian women in some of her oh, oh my God, all of her stories. Every particular Zane story has a bisexual, gay, lesbian girl. Oh, girl. Like literally, this she literally they, invite her pride. they invite her to prize. They have given her awards. It's just amazing how the people that say they for us, well, for the gay community, Will, 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 will look trans people in their face and say, you don't have a right to exist. You don't have a right to have an opinion. You don't have a right to have love for yourself. You don't have a right to be able to speak to your experience and what you think about your body and even say anything affirming because you're supposed to want to be me. You are supposed to want, you're supposed to have this dysphoria that's supposed to take over your life and you're supposed to want to be me. And the idea that trans women are now divorcing themselves from that paradigm and stepping into their fullness and saying, I am what I am as I am, and that's okay because I can be a woman too and I don't have to do anything to be that woman. And because these women are embracing that truth about themselves and the laws now are beginning to align with themselves with that, you have the story that we talked about earlier regarding the spa and now you have these women and a lot of those women, like my sister said, are women that kind of already have a point of view and find that T.S. Madison sometimes has a more every common person perspective on her own personal trans. And sometimes T.S. Madison plays plays it up and plays and said that, which get your money, sis, girl. Get your money. I'm not dead. Also, you're going to get your thorns, sis. And this is where you get your thorns. You know who your fan base is and you said it in your own statement. You know who your fan base is, sis. So that means you got to be careful with them motherfuckers because ultimately, you know they will turn on you. These right. are not the most evolved. These aren't the trans-positive folks. These are the people that low-key live for you because in some ways you have a very a very, um, a very, very conservative politic around some of your trans point of views. And you kind of f- fall into a, 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 a place where they feel like they can tokenize you. And, and in some ways you have been the, you know, the, the, the girl that they enjoy it, but what's what I love about you is that you're consistent. Cause see, you came in the game as the big dick bitch, and that's why I gave you your props in the beginning. You came in the game as the big dick bitch, singing, swinging your dick proudly in videos, and the world ate it up, and they wanted to exploit it, but you decided and made it a business, and you took it and you ran with it, and you now are where you are. And I love that you sit high on your throne on your platform operating and navigating in your truth. But I want you to know that great with great power comes great responsibility. You cultivated that fan base and you understood that that fan base was the kind of people that follow Kaya, okay? You knew what you was dealing with, sis. So at a certain point, you made your bed and this is a part of lying in it. Now, I, we stand with you 
and we agree that you should be able to defend yourself, but I want to encourage you to do what you're doing, exactly what you're doing. Continue to use your platform to bring on other people and have the dialogue and the conversation because you have a lot of fans that are uneducated and it's time that you do it. And I love that you are doing exactly what you're doing. I was going to say something, what you could be doing, but girl, you already doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, T.S. Madison, she's, she's going to be fine. She's at that point, girl, I where she can live off of her star. Like her star is rising. T.S. Madison is going to uh, be okay. And every year is something with her where the cis women are so offended by her, um, you know, speaking about her me or talking about the men that she's like, again, these black, these, it's the same problem we're having with the black cis hat man. It's the same problem that we're having with white folks in general. As we're coming out and as we're being more visible, it's starting to challenge them and push back on them. And they have to check all of that internalized shit that they have in them. Girl, we not going back in the closet, bitch. We not. We're here with queer. We're not going anywhere. Bitch. We're talking about our experiences that we have had with your man, bitch. Why? Because it's healing to us, bitch. You know how long we haven't been able to talk about that shit and how it's been eating us alive, holding y'all secrets? It's literally been killing us, girl. I won't tell your secrets. No, bitch, I'm telling. I'm telling. I have the right to tell my motherfucking story. Oh, and if your name is in my story, oh fucking well. Yes, yes, me, yes, I have the same access to the men that you have access to. And on the right day, bitch, your straight man might want a little dick. And dick does not equate to man. Dick is just dick. Vagina is just a vagina. Just like y'all be having all types of experiences with uh, fine and trans men. Nobody wants to talk about that, cis woman. Now... You know, and, and, and there's so many levels to this conversation. And I feel like it's so many nuances. I feel like these easily could be separate episodes, girl. But I know we got to get to some other things. And I do now are going to change the mood. I know a little bit. So um, Brianna's topic, um, what you want to do, Tabitha, or are you going to go into um, Amaya? No, let's go into Bill Cosby. We can. Ta- I think Tabitha is going to end us on a light note because it's a it's okay. a light. We're not, we got to do Amaya too. Don't forget, we got to do sis. And do you want to do Amaya first, or do you want to do Bill Cosby first? I want to do Amaya first because I want to make sure that I that we at least give that a, give that a moment because uh, y'all going to be in for a treat, girl, because it's going to be a long ass episode, but. Um, but every now and then it calls for it. There was a lot going on this week. So y'all are lucky. Y'all, y'all keep on saying y'all like the longer episodes, so we want to give them to you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fox Number 5 Spoke Podcast, Grown Black Trans Women Talk. And don't forget to become a patron on the Box Number 512 Patreon page, where we have all new exclusive content. And also, don't forget to follow us on our social media, on our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook pages. And also, become a subscriber on our YouTube page. Until next time, bye. Bye.